I guess we'll start fringing now. Okay. This is the fringe. Beep! Hello, fringe. Hi, fringe. Or however Ryan does that. Wait, how can they sell the Raspberry Pi belt? Hmm? Well, I suppose anyone could sell a Raspberry Pi. No, the build for Android. Android on Raspberry Pi. Oh. We talked about that. Like, they were yeah. rumors. But this is, like, actual thing. But someone's selling it, apparently? I've kind of wondered <clears throat> that since... Like, cell phones and, like, ARM CPUs are, like, rather weak-powered. Wouldn't it take more uh, CPU time to process, like, where your finger is on the screen and trying to figure out what kind of gesture you're doing, as opposed to, like, a keyboard and mouse? Yet, like it, it. yet it's the really powerful machines that have the probably easier-to-process input. It's <laughs> true. Maybe that's why they're so adamant on stuffing quad cores into phones. I think phones will have room to go until they hit the point where they can equate to your, your normal budget laptop. Arguably, they might already. Phones are pretty close, I think. So we just did the, uh, the Half-Life 2 one. Uh, here's the uh, iPhone one you have you uh been like sort of i want to say watching this but sort of listening down the coal mine that the new iphone doesn't have a headphone jack on it i'm not a apple person but now i i i know i guess control m I'm kind of getting scared of Johnny. <laughs> what happened to the other four? I miss Steve! <laughs> Thus implying that Johnny killed Steve. <laughs> Johnny being a reference to... The apparently designer at Apple. Oh, uh, okay. When you're sure if it was implying artificial intelligence starting to rule Apple or something... <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny actually was. <laughs> I mean, after all of that, you know, he does sound like an evil genius. <laughs> well, evil, anyways. Alright, now let's fill this thing up. <sighs> Oh yeah, Microsoft is the number one company on GitHub. Huh? Impressive. Microsoft's new Google. Mm-hmm. Ing Bank's main data center in Bucharest, Romania was severely damaged over the weekend during a fire extinguishing test. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, local clients were unable to use debit cards and perform online banking operations on Saturday between 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. It was the loud sound of inert gas being released that destroyed dozens of hard drives. Hmm, interesting. 
It monitored the sound and it was very loud. Uh, it was as high as the equipment could monitor over 130 decibels. Sound means vibration, and that's what damaged the drives. Wow. So I guess we have a lol ing. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about this. Cardiquito? Huh? Interesting. Have you ever heard of cockroach DB? Cockroach DB? Yeah. No, I've heard of couch DB. It apparently put on a Raspberry Pi, but it looks like it's for somehow it can cluster databases. Oh, this is only for OEM machines. Does that scrape the uh, key off of the machine or what? Uh, like if your machine doesn't have a sticker and instead like there's the product key is embedded in the BIOS. Yeah. Like it'll get it from there. Okay. But apparently it just won't read it off of Windows. Mm. Which is what I was hoping it would do. Yeah. That concept of embedding the product key in the BIOS, that gets into the Windows 10 vision. If suddenly your motherboard is associated to one copy of Windows, mm -hmm. now when you build a new system, oh, guess what? <laughs> you got another version of Windows. Yeah. But Take it with you. Well, but I think you're trying to work it in the other way, in that, you know, uh, like you have the product key with the version of Windows you put it on there, but in reality what happens with OEM machines is that your key comes on the board yeah, rather than like on a piece of paper or something that you type in. So if, you, if you're buying a brand new OEM machine, you don't have to worry about losing the key for that OEM machine. Exactly. I guess the point that I'm making is if they tie that key to the board now and say that, oh, it's just one key per that certain board, you can't use it with other ones. True. That's... Like like if you take out the hard drive and put it into another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you have to... They have to stop them someplace because Windows just gave away a lot of free copies. Of Windows yeah, 10. and like even in the past, like Microsoft wasn't exactly, you know, it's like, oh, you must buy like, one copy of Windows for every machine that you ever have. Like, I have it on sort of good, you know, like, research and stuff, mm -hmm. that so long as you paid something for the key you're currently using, they're totally cool with it. That's what I've understood historically, yeah. too. Oh, interesting file manager a guy at work was using that, liked called Clover. It's like a hacked version of Chrome. In your file explorer. I use it at work. It's kind of nice. In your file explorer? Yeah, for like Windows. Huh. I'm using running Linux and have been running Linux at home right. lately, so I haven't really been using it. But it is on my work computer. I've been using it, and it's pretty nice. So what exactly does it do? It... Uh, come on, backspace key. <laughs> so... Uh, like, you know, all those DMCA bots that go around collecting URLs to submit to Google to say, take these down okay. because they're links to copyrighted material. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently Warner Brothers did that to themselves. They took themselves down? Yes. What? That's kind of funny. Okay. No screenshot? How do they not have a screenshot? Okay, yeah, they do have a screenshot. This is a screenshot of the Clover. So it gives you like an address bar, it's like Chrome, oh, stupid eggs. 
Well, I think you might just be able to click up there. Well, regular click on the speaker. Anyways, uh, adds tabs to the file explorer to make file management easy. Oh, like that. So it's like sticking Chrome into the file browser. So whenever or or rather or rather sticking Explorer into Chrome. Yeah, looks like different. Whichever direction you look at it, it, it achieves the two blended together. So then, if you pop open a new window, like say you you pop open Run and then go to Path, it'll open that a new tab in your single instance. Then they show it there. So it's just it's funny because it, when I saw the one they showed it to me using, it, I realized that I'm at the point with File Explorer windows where I was with IE about I don't know 15 years ago when I had like. 30 windows open of IE, and I'm like, wow, this is tough to manage all these. And then one day I downloaded Google Chrome, and I was like, wow, look at that, tabs, isn't that a great invention? <laughs> and uh, it's changed web browsers. You, you mean you kind of skipped over Firefox? Did I say Firefox? Yeah. Well, you said Chrome. Uh, I meant to say Firefox. <laughs> okay. Downloaded Firefox, wow, there's tabs. Yeah, I went Firefox, Chrome, then I'm back to Firefox now. Except for Chromium. I've been using Chromium a lot because it works well with Google Docs, I've noticed. Yeah. Performance-wise, it's better. And it's not Google SumSafe, right? <laughs> well... Kind of. Well, it's not branded Google, not anyway. Branded Google. It It kind of is I, Google, but it's not branded I've Google. I've noticed some things, like, say, Netflix won't work with Chromium, whereas it will work with Chrome. On so Linux? Like, yes, on Linux. So, like, I can watch Netflix in Chrome on Linux. Oh, yeah, because that EME crap that they put yeah, in there. Yeah, they put that in there. So there's certain things that Chromium doesn't have, so it makes me feel a little bit better, like it might be a more pure... Anyways, uh, it is it is really nice for uh, browsing around through the hmm. folders and stuff, the bookmark, con- bookmark concept, I like that as well. Because sometimes you get like 30 windows open of the same thing, so it makes it easy to know when you have the 30 so windows of the same thing. Somehow, somehow I think that the file explorer was like, sort of engineered to have tabs already because like you know what control w does in the browser it closes the tab yeah and i'm pretty sure that if you fire up my windows 98 machine Uh uh-huh you open up some explorer windows and you hit control w it will close them really yes like even back in windows 98 control w closes explorer windows so either it is set up that way or like it was, it might have been like a feature that was maybe proposed and kind yeah. of implemented, but then scrapped, and they didn't take away that shortcut. So there's two ways of looking at that. That folder explorer in '98 predates tab browsing in a web browser. Well, for well, at least conventional web browsing. Conventional. Therefore, likely that shortcut could have been stolen from that. Who knows that kind of close Windows shortcut. It seems like it's a just a standard Windows shortcut. Hmm. Because I'm pretty sure that like if you look somewhere Yeah. So I think they just followed standards with Control W, it sounds like to me. So close current window, so you make a tab browsing. What how do you close a tab? Well, active window, uh control W. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, like, some obscure browser had tabs, like, immediately after web browsers became a thing. Could be. Yeah. 
Wise. <laughs> Apparently, Net Captor, which was actually IE. An IE shell in 97. Don't know what the sh. It's not. It wouldn't be like a text based web browser. Uh oh. Windows wants to restart. <laughs> so, for the past few days now, uh, at home, I've been noticing that uh, my parents' laptop had been wiping out my internet because Windows apparently wants to update to the anniversary edition, and we don't have that much internet that it can download everything, <laughs> and so it just slams it all. It's kind of really annoying. Uh, speaking of, go ahead and update everything, like, now. Yes. Since, since you're here on the 100 meg Fios. Yes. I was actually going to uninstall Steam until I reinstalling it here. <laughs> what I probably should do is boot into Windows and update that, but you know what? I don't want to be here all night, and the last time I was in Windows was probably when I was at your place to update it. Which I think the last time that happened was maybe two or three months ago. So, probably no point. Probably no point in uh, updating Windows since I'm not using Windows. Actually, I think I took the back. I think last time I was in Windows was when I broke my Wi-Fi and Ubuntu, and I used Windows briefly, but it was annoying because I had updates or something. Uh, sure. For whatever reason, Steam broke on my both my desktop and my my laptop. Apparently, uh, Firefox introduced mainstream tab browsing, though. Yeah. Wow, so Firefox or Phoenix, from the very beginning, basically had tab browsing. Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, there was some bug in Steam, and all you have to do is rename a library or something and it starts working huh and then it crashes actually no, it's not. remember that that was something way back when in college one of my friends showed that to me he was like uh, this is how great steam is and he deleted like or he was telling me you can delete all the files with the exe and then just run the exe and it fixes itself yeah which which is a cool feature <clears throat> because sometimes stuff breaks you don't know what's broken, so that's very powerful to fix yourself when you're missing DLLs. Let's see, if you, yeah, even if you deleted everything but the EXE and it still, you know, worked, then I guess you didn't delete the networking library. I want to say it would work with just just the EXE. Well, maybe. Let's Google. I mean, Somebody would answer the question. Uh, let's see, because... Yeah, well, I mean, unless you have, like, something fancy in your network library. I mean, your, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, TLS stuff can be handled by the operating system pretty much. So that could be it was doing something, you know, it's reasonable it might do something like that. <laughs> I deleted Steam.exe. <laughs> Is there any way to get it back? Download it. <laughs> 
Steam EXE deleted itself. <laughs> Face punch. Hmm. I don't see anyone exactly saying that. I feel like I've heard that before, though. I forget if I did it or not. Oh, this is probably the best URL I've ever seen. Payara.fish. Payara.fish? Yeah. Dot fish. I wonder, is that a country code? I've never heard of dot fish before. It's probably one of those new hipstery TLDs. That everyone's doing nowadays. Yeah. It's not as hipster as IO. I know. <laughs> That's true. Apparently I have invites from people I don't know. Did I already install ARC? No, I didn't. Well, you just deleted Steam, so... Okay. Uh, Wasteland... It should be faster than that. Wasteland 1, the original classic. Do I have enough space that's asked that question? It has 61 gigs, so we have enough there. Oh, yeah. Whether or not we get done, I don't know. Wait, what's the wasteland? Is that, uh... I didn't even know I had that. Huh. Unless it's one of those, like, freebie weekend things. Yes. Game purchase 3416. Maybe I got that when I got the... Remember I told you... I don't know if I told you. the How I got ARC was through, like, a deal for the Humble Bundle monthly. Hmm. Maybe I got it freebie as part of that. What is Wasteland? Since I have it. It's an RPG. Um, so you, you're familiar with me talking about Fallout, right? Yes. That's the cartoony... So uh, Wasteland... Well, Fallout, like the original Fallout, was developed because the creator didn't own the Wasteland franchise. Okay. And like the same guy made both. So, so he's like, he's like, well... well the company I'm at now, like, we don't have the rights to this game anymore, so won't we, like, make a ripoff or something? Cat yeah. So then, uh, like, now, yeah, 20 years later, he gets the rights back, then he does a Kickstarter, and he, like, gets millions of dollars and does this. Huh. And I'm pretty sure that it is the franchise with the longest time between installments because like the original one is like very blocky DOS <laughs> that's great it's interesting the Sid Miser's Pirates apparently they ported that to Linux which is kind of cool the original? Um, gold, gold plus. plus it's like kind of like the Pirates actually this looked older than Sid Miser's like the normal Sid Miser's Pirates because I have that too in the Windows Hmm. But and I tried the gold plus. I thought, oh, maybe okay. this is like an uh, enhanced version. Wasteland video game, nineteen eighty eight. Wasteland two, twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, it's the gap there. So yeah, that's like twenty six years. Yeah, we know. Okay, they should like not give you we, FiOS ads if you have FiOS. Yeah, we are. I already bought it. Like, I don't want to see your ads anymore. Exactly. That should be like. A reward for buying a product is you don't see ads. So it's kind of like Can a... full screen that? Yeah, let's see. It. 2.5 years in the making, so one-tenth of that time. <laughs> so it looks like a like a top-down strategy. You can yeah. tell them where to go. Pretty much. 
I'm getting feelings that this is a bit like River Road Stage, which is a game I used to play years back. Like, the menu bar, the... I have to show it to you. Donuts. That's good. Original game size, one meg. <laughs> Megabytes in this game, more than one. <laughs> Mecha Scorpion. So this is set in the like after a nuclear apocalypse. I'm not entirely sure. Can you fringe that? Uh, yeah, I can fringe it before I shoot it. Game trailer. But, uh, I used to play. Right, one friend from college said I was a hipster gamer because I played games I'd never heard of before. <laughs> See if there's a trailer and one gameplay. Uh, I mean, that's like three minutes. Yeah. Isn't bad. I guess. Kind of. This. I think this is the older one. I don't think this. Eh, yeah. I guess maybe it's the newer one. I'll do something exciting. Don't fly a transport plane. Okay. So he's got men loading the transport plane, and he's cheating too. That's <laughs> it. It's kind of got the concept of units and you control them and it has different missions and stuff. It was a fun game. I spent a lot of time in it. He drops them in. Okay, this looks almost like a real-time strategy, almost. I think it could be considered that. But Wasteland is definitely an RPG. Okay. So So that looks like you're controlling the people top-down. Yeah. Just like this, though. What, what's the distinction? An RPG is... <sighs> Lots of different people have different definitions for what an RPG is, but in my opinion, it's a game that is governed by very visible numbers, which tend to go up over time, and that and those numbers govern how good you are at specific things. Okay, so like, your character improves as you play? Uh, generally, yes. Uh, so, like, it governs whether you're good at combat, or stealth, or technology... Okay. So this and this does improve as you kill things, but it just improves everything. So it's like your unit becomes stronger and more powerful with what he can do. But it's just like a global everything improves. So it sounds yeah. different from that concept. Yeah. This is a fun game actually. Yeah, and I and I know that like a lot of strategy games implement that, like, you know the just the, your units get better. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, your guys killed, like, ten other guys, so let's bump him up a little bit. Yeah. He's, like, more experienced in combat. Here's the other game I used to play was uh, Great Naval Great Naval Battles. 1942 or something? Oh, we may have talked about it. Yeah, this. yeah. We, it was on archive.org. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun game, too. I spent a lot of time in that game. Jane's Combat Flight Simulator, that was another one that we did. <laughs> and then another one... I think it was by DID, I think was the name of the game producer. It was uh, F-22, and you would fly a fighter jet around. It was a fun game, but like in recent years, I've gone back and tried playing it, and the graphics are very disappointing now. <laughs> back in the day, it had really good graphics. Now I'm like, eh, these are kind of shady. <laughs> it, it's funny, the perception changes. It's almost like, I don't know, painful. But then like you play a DOS game, and it's just... You expect it to be bad, I guess, and so then it's okay that it's bad because you expect that. Versus, uh, 
a somewhat more modern game you expect well, higher I mean, quality. I mean, so long as like the graphics were okay for the time, I like, guess not that bad. I guess. Yeah, I guess sometimes I just have unrealistic expectations. Yeah, like like I remember. Uh, let's see, because yeah, I remember uh, back when the original Bioshock came out that everyone was, like, marveling over how good the water looked. And even when I played it the first time, I thought the water looked like crap. <laughs> then again, I was kind of playing it on low settings, and, okay. like, it might have been, like, last year or two that I went back and played through that again, and it still did not look that <laughs> much better. <laughs> like, honestly, it did not even look that better. You know, like, especially, like, the opening scene... There's, uh, like, you just crashed a plane into the ocean, mm -hmm. so, like, there's, like, burning rubble floating around you, uh -huh. and, like, the fire looks okay, but the reflections off the water look like smeared crap. <laughs> I mean, and for a game that's supposed to be set literally in water, the water doesn't look that great. <laughs> okay. Um, Far Cry, a game that was released, like, years earlier, had good-looking water, by comparison. And, you know, then, like, Crisis, which came, like, a year after, a lot better. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that the graphics vary in the different ones. And then, it was just this past week that the remastered Bioshock came out. Was it any better? Um, from what I've heard, negligible. Okay. Uh, I have read reports that the sound is much worse, though. <laughs> and, like, I remember the sound being one of the best parts about it, because, uh, like, not only are you, like, underwater, or rather in a city underwater that's, like, leaking, uh, there are, like, the enemies, like, crawl up the, uh, like, columns mm -hmm. and ceilings and walls and stuff, and they jump around. And, like, it's, like, kind of dark and stuff. So, like, they did a really good job with the audio of, like, it's like, oh, there's something behind me. So you can hear them and crawling around and stuff. Yeah, so with my with uh, my 7.1 system. So <laughs> <laughs> it's release, I was like, they're behind you. Wow. That's great. I was reading that, but the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Unrecognized number. Oh, the, the Steam game's downloading pretty fast. Yeah. See, I... Who's that published by? Who, Ark? Yeah. Like, Wildcard or something? Rather developed Ark? Wildcard. Okay. There's a, uh... A thing I want to show you about them. Okay. Like, uh... Did you catch the uproar about them selling DLC? I heard about it just today, actually. Okay. Yeah. Don't let me forget. Okay. So, 
having a fire system, protecting system in your data center that destroys the hard drives kind of defeats the purpose. Well, it, it seemed to have malfunctioned because, like, there was, like, increased pressure at some point, it looked like. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. It's using the fire system malfunction, okay. Dying. That's pretty funny. Fringe that. Okay. Alright, no, that's already in there. It, okay. it's on, it was on the article. Okay, that's fine. Wow. But, yeah, have you ever been in a data center before? Mm, I've, I think I've been in a server rack. I don't know if I ever actually was in the data center at work. I think I peeked my head in. But yeah, in. so when I was at, uh, when I was interning out in Salt Lake City, huh? uh, so... Let's see, it was just this, like, nondescript building downtown. Okay. Like, you wouldn't know what was inside of it. So we get in there, and sure enough, like, everything is, like, as shrill as that sounds. Just the constant... Uh, yeah, yeah, like, from everywhere. So, and then, you know, the racks of servers sort of look like slightly taller refrigerators. <laughs> like, the size. So, and I also remember, like, their... Uh, administrator there like i'm pretty sure he's changed his mind since but he said that you know he would not run gigabit ethernet uh he would or rather he would only run gigabit ethernet over fiber optic cables he'd only run gigabit ethernet over fiber yeah like he himself would not run it over copper oh okay i see which which was insane <laughs> I haven't really heard too much of people using the fiber optic except for like a connection between buildings or something. Yeah, like, it seems like... something very serious or very fast uh -huh. or very long, which would kind of be kind of serious. So I Let's see. Well, I guess I'm ready whenever you are. Uh, sure. There's something you want to tell me about the 
arc. Um, actually, that'd be more of a after show fringe thing. Okay, sounds good then. Uh, these are yours, so I guess we can discover them as we talk about them. Yeah. Uh, Whose turn is this? Is it mine? Uh, I think it's actually mine. Begin. And hey, that was like perfect timing. Like literally, we clocked, and then a second later, it popped up and said, "It's finished downloading." Uh, see, time started. Oh, wait, is it downloading again? Uh, yeah, it looks like another <laughs> two gigabytes. It's like, hey, we have it all. Oh no, wait, just kidding. So you downloaded ten gigabytes in an hour. Something like that, I think. I want to say that's slow. Of course, it's this laptop. Who knows? Uh, see, peak six point seven megs. That's pretty fast. I want to say that's actually kind of slow. Honestly, I can get much faster things on Steam. Ah, all right. Uh, bye, fringe. Bye, fringe.